0818104106 is our number if you'd like to get in touch with us on the show this evening and you can tweet us at Big Red Bench as well. Lots to cover over the next hour but first a man who's bitterly, bitterly cold still after being frozen to death in Mallow, Kieran O'Regan. Uh, to be fair, they looked after us very well. Had the sandwiches, tea, coffee, the whole lot. Looked the part, all right. Um, yeah. And you also got some Boney M on the stereo. Boney M, we got Johnny Cash, who uh, played the Majestic and Mallow, I was uh, informed. Really? Quite a long time ago, yeah. Uh, the guy playing the music has his autograph. He was telling me as well. So there you go, Johnny Cash played in Mallow. Um, there was also some music for uh, Dancing Queen from ABBA. So, uh, That's your favourite song, isn't it? Totally. Really warmed up the crowd uh, at halftime in that one. But yeah, busy day in uh, action across various sports. We're starting with Gaelic Games in the Munster Junior Hurling Championship quarterfinal Russell Rovers had a, a very very strong win over Kerry side Kilgarvan in Killarney today 221 to 111 was how that finished Russell Rovers they go straight into Munster final on the 8th of December now because Clare didn't have a rep they've no final played um, so really they Anyway, they've known to go through. So Russell so Rovers go. Today was effectively a semi-final, basically. Uh, essentially, yeah. It's very complicated what happened in Clare, but anyway, they've no rep to, to go through. Uh, they'll take on um, St. Mary's of Waterford or Carrick Davins of Tip, who play next week. Was it just a case in Clare of them not getting their, their championship done in time? Uh, no, I'm after saying that wrong. What happened was uh, second teams can't go into Munster. Right. Um, the two... Finalists. Uh, well they're both second teams who got oh, to the right. finalists the four semi-finalists were all second teams so then you're going back to the quarter finals <laughs> to find the Munster representative and neither team had any interest in going into it <laughs> so that's uh, I wonder why they've been finished for like weeks they're like no we're not playing the Munster here alright pretty much that's uh, what actually happened in Clare's it happened last year as well uh, very similar circumstances so Russell Rovers uh, very easy path to the final there um, and they'd be good as well for the yeah. uh, final I think they'd take St Mary's or Carrick Davins, whoever it may be. But they play next week. Anyway. In the Munster Junior Football Championship quarterfinal, Kilshanig, they've lost out to Niguel of Kerry in Mallow. 2-11 to 2-3. The full-time score there just left way too much to do yeah, in the first half. We'll top of that in a bit, but uh, yeah, disappointing for Kilshanig. Yeah, very. Um, Blackrock, they're the Intermediate County Hurling Champions. They beat Cladov 15 points to 1-10. Cladov uh, missing a couple of penalties as well, but uh, we can talk about that as well shortly. Uh, in the Premier Under-21 Hurling Championship semi-final, Middleton have beaten uh, Shandrum. 3-14 to 12 points. So that finished there. Middleton go into a final now. Uh, that's not going to be played until the weekend before Christmas. Um, the other side of the draw is still at the... It's been, yeah, it's held up because yeah. of teams who were doing well. They're sen- their senior teams, mm. we'll say. Um, it should never be going on this yeah. late, like, but anyway, it is. Um, in the Munster Junior B hurling quarterfinal, Castletown Roach, they defeated Bally Hoig of Kerry 213 to 11 uh, in the final score there. Castletown will now face Drummond in the semi-final next weekend. Disappointment for St. Coleman's of Fermoy in the All-Ireland Junior semi-final today. Uh, the course school were beaten by the Prez of Attenroy, 16 points to two goals and ace nationally uh, defending champions Ballyhill Shamrocks. They've cruised into the Leinster Club hurling final. They beat St. Martins of Wexford by 15 points at Nolan Park. They'll meet the winners of tomorrow's semi-final, Carlos St. Mullins and Rat Downey Earl of Leash in that decider. Clint Hibbert, meanwhile, will uh, hope to reach the Ulster Club football final for the first time in quarter of a century tonight. The Monaghan champions take on Dunny Gall, Kingpins, Nave Connell in the first of this weekend's semi-finals. Nave Connell having to come through, I think it was three county finals mm. in Donegal uh, to get to that stage. But I throw in at Healy Park is at seven o'clock this evening. Uh, Patrick Horgan, he's been appointed new captain of the senior hurlers. The Glen Rovers man collected his fourth All-Star last month 
and was shortlisted for Hurler of the Year as well. The Rebels, uh, they haven't won the All-Ireland Hurling Championship since 2005, but Hoggy says they're determined to bridge the gap. It's so competitive out there now, like there's six or seven teams like that are all thinking the same, down the same lines as us, that they can win it next year, they can win it next year, but um, we know, like, you know, what it takes to prepare and obviously what we've been doing up to now we just have to bring it on another few percent and hopefully get all those one percents and hopefully they might get us across the line Like, but we'd have to do something and uh, hopefully it'll, it'll work for us next year he's a great choice isn't he he is it's uh, actually a fantastic two weeks for him he's getting married next week and <laughs> um, announces captain of the the team as well so, Jimmy Harney has done a great job over the last couple of years we have to say that it sure has, but look, um, look. When you talk to the manager and you talk to Seamus over the last two years, they're all leaders in the camp. Mm. So uh, that old cliche, that very old cliche. Yeah. So uh, look, I think it was John Moyle said during the summer as well that it'd be a, a, a shame if uh, a man of Patrick Horgan's stature ended his career without a Celtic cross, without winning an All Ireland title. So pressure's on. It d- definitely would be. Um, and at least he got the All-Star this year. But One of the best players to ever play again. Next year's championship's going to be very, very interesting. So hopefully uh, Cork can have a, a say in that. In ladies football, the All-Star Awards are taking place this evening in Dublin. Seven Cork players hoping to make the team there. Emer Meany, Hannah Looney, Melissa Duggan, Shauna Kelly, Ashley Hutchins, Emer Scally and Orla Finn there uh, for the Rebels on the shortlist there. So that kicks off at uh, around 7 o'clock. So hopefully some uh, more silverware coming back Lee side in rugby Munster are back in Champions Cup action today they're taking on the Ospreys at Liberty Stadium the latest score there is 6-6 13 minutes gone uh, Ospreys just uh, getting another 3 points there in the last minute or so so level pegging there uh, elsewhere Ulster have beaten bat 17 points to 16 in their opening Heineken Champions Cup game John Cooney and Rob Little both went over the line for the uh, Irish province at the wreck Cooney said a full time that it was uh, great to get the win in terms of coaches and our interaction senior coaches interaction with all the all the academy players because with X amount of players gone it leaves a little bit more space in the building which is good you know we want to have a very competitive environment but the fact that so many players have been away we get to spend more time with some of the younger players and they become a little bit more comfortable with systems and you know the, the knowledge of what we're actually trying to do on the field yeah, elsewhere last year's beaten finalist Leinster. They've beaten Benetton Treviso in Pool 1 at the RDS 33-14. A hat-trick of tries from Gary Ringrose, along with solo tries from Ron Keller and Johnny Sexton, securing the win there for Leo Cullen's side while in the Energia League in Division 2A. A good win for Corkside Dolphin. They defeated Nina Ormond 28 points to 21. In football, Michael O'Neill takes charge of what could be his uh, final home match as Northern Ireland manager this evening. So I take on Netherlands at Windsor Park as they attempt to keep their hopes of qualifying for Euro 2020 alive. Uh, O'Neill, who's recently been named Stoke Boss, says it could be an emotional night in Belfast. I just miss being back here. I'll miss, obviously, the um, the response of the crowd, the atmosphere of the crowd, and, and particularly in the last you know five years and, and the redevelopment of the stadium, you know the atmosphere here has been fantastic. Just a quick uh, correction: I played the wrong clip there. That was actually Leo Cullen that we played earlier. I was like, that doesn't sound like John Cooney. That was Leo Cullen uh, we played earlier instead of John Cooney. So sorry about that, John. In case you're listening, um, is it a good move for Michael O'Neill? Um, Stoke um, rooted to the bottom of the table. Um, they were sniffing around the Preston box. Uh, boss Alex Neal as well. Um, he had no interest with Preston flying so high obviously um, it's I suppose in a way it's if he keeps them up it's great if mm. if he can't keep them up then they're sure look they were in massive trouble when I got there so I mean like what else could he do but um, 
Oh, sorry, they're not Ruth at the bottom of the table. Barnsley actually have less points than Barnsley have nine points. Stoke have 11 points after 16 uh, games. They are four points, three points from safety at the moment. So look, it's a big job for him. It's a big challenge. It's a big gamble. But look... He's yeah. done serious work with Northern Ireland, to be fair. He certainly has, and he'll leave there with held, his head held high uh, facing Netherlands tonight, 7.45 to kick off time for that one. But, I mean, if they got a win tonight, it would be brilliant keeping the hunt for automatic qualification. But a, a big, big ask tonight, I think. But, yeah, the Stoke job is a bit of a poison chalice. It's 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 a lot. It's a, it's a big job to take on. Yeah, speaking of Netherlands, their boss, uh, Ronald Koeman, has apologised for saying that Northern Ireland are terrible to watch following their victory in last month's Euro 2020 qualifier in Rotterdam. Um, comments they, they would anger any person but uh, none so than uh, Northern Ireland manager Michael O'Neill who responded by saying we didn't go there to entertain Ronald Cohen uh, though says uh, his comments were taken out of context they wasting time from minute one and the referee did nothing against that and that was my irritation the irritation was not coming out of the way how they play the reaction of the manager is okay I accept it and maybe the words what I used at that time was a little bit harsh I don't know, it's kind of hard to say terrible to watch was taken out of context. I mean, like, what other context could <laughs> it be in? Like, yeah. Sure, don't Denmark be saying that about the Republic of Ireland. I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that game on Monday, I have to say. I've not looked forward to an Ireland game for, for quite a long time, but I'm sure we'll discuss that in more detail on tomorrow's show. But, um, yeah, terrible what to watch. What do you think of the jerseys? Can. It's horrendous. It's not an Ireland, Ireland green. It's like this weird, dark olive green. It just doesn't look like an Ireland jersey. I mean, like I, I watched a bit of the game on Thursday night. I was like, that just looks like an horrendous, horrendous jersey. And it was. But um, people were disagreeing. We said it was nice. It's mm. personal taste. I don't think it's a nice shade of green, to be perfectly honest with you. I think the Ireland shade of green has to be a bit brighter, a bit more vibrant. And this is just a bit um, like if you mix green with brown. Kind, yeah. of comes out of a, kind of a darker green. It's just, it's not a good look, I don't think. Yeah, well, uh, Sean McGuire won't uh, mind anyway. That was some cool his, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But um, sure, we'll hear from him later anyway. But in Group E, Wales, they need a win uh, away to Azerbaijan. And it's going their way at the moment. 53 minutes gone and they're 2-0 up. Uh, Moore and Wilson getting the goals there in the first half in that game. Scotland, meanwhile, they've beaten Cyprus 2-1. While the uh, Ireland under-19s, they've beaten Gibraltar. 13-0. Cork's uh, Tyreek Wright with four goals mm, for the boys. Fire. That's um, the Villa striker. Ovens man. Great to see him on the score sheet four times. Serious win there. Um, in the Munster Senior League, UCC defeated Carglion United 2-1 and leaders uh, Ring Mahan Rangers scored two late goals to defeat uh, Avondale United as well. Um, we've actually posted up um, the video clip on that one. Fans Voice TV were uh, at the game so we retweeted their video on Twitter but you should see um, the goal that was scored by uh, Darren Murphy uh, cracking strike uh, 25 yards on the run left footed past the ring man or past the Avondale keeper I should say what a way to win a game check that out on our Twitter page at Big Bench. what a goal that was um, elsewhere Shamrock Rovers members have backed a 2 million euro investment in the club by Dermot Desmond the businessman will now become a 25% shareholder in the hoops and he's about to improve their youth setup. half the shares will be maintained by the club's members with Ray Wilson holding the other 25% uh, unpopular opinion uh, something like this something City should be looking at down the line now possibly I'm sure they're looking at the situation here with great interest mm. though uh, slightly different but um, that's a big big investment that's a 2 million euro investment that value Shamrock over the 8 million obviously but um, they're going to improve the youth setup and look the more players that come through Irish football and play with their League of Ireland teams the better um, if this model works other clubs will, will, will follow it and although Cork City youth structure is quite strong we're going to see a number of the Cork City youth players um, lining up for the first team next year 
Um, but yeah, when someone like Dermot Desmond comes knocking, you don't say no, do you? I suppose you can't really. Um, he'd, he's spoke about the youth setup. I think when Stephen Bradley took over, that was one of his things was to bring in all the youth players. That's obviously worked out so far mm. for him. Although there was a patch where it wasn't, and supporters were calling for his head. Yeah, but the board kept him on, and look how it's worked out. They got the they won the cup. Uh, not so long ago. In basketball in the men's Super League, DCU Saints host uh, Colin CNS Neptune at 7.30 while in the women's Super League. Marble City Hawks taking on Ambassador UCC Glanmire the latest there at the end of the third quarter is Glanmire 56 and Marble City Hawks 42. Podrick Arrington meanwhile, he shot a 1 over Paris third round of 73 today at the Ned Bank Challenge in South Africa. That leaves the European Ryder Cup uh, captain level power for the tournament. He's 11 shots off the lead. That's currently held by local Xander Lombard. And in the semi-finals of the ATP finals are taking place today. Stefanos Tsitsipas has beaten Roger Federer in straight set 6-3-6-4. Tonight, Alexander Zarev faces Dominic Thiem. All right, Kieran, nice one for that and uh, the latest scores as well. Uh, since we've been talking, still Azerbaijan nil Wales, 2.56 minutes gone on the clock there. And um, once they're now leading Ospreys, 13 points uh, to 6. Uh, Lockman with the try, blind up with the conversion. conversion. So 13-6 is how it stands uh, for the Reds, in favour of the Reds, I should say, after 36 minutes. Claremont, meanwhile, 22-7 up on Harlequins as things stand. Right, we're going to kick the show off uh, with the intermediate hurling Champions of Black Rock defeat included up today. Uh, 15 points to 110. Uh, they were runners up last year, so finally getting their hands on the silverware this year. Black Rock selector is Bobby Thornhill. Kieran's been speaking to him. I'm absolutely delighted. Like, it, it's probably most of the notes overall. We said oh, last year, it's 380 something days since we've been in the final last. Mm. This is huge to the club. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Never ever won. An intermediate championship. Yeah. No, after winning the double. And the next. I look. Tell me, it's obviously very emotional. To, uh, oh, like coming back from last year's last. Like last year was a different story. Like if this team was well prepared. Equally last year. From last year to now, we have so many players who have gone their own way. You know, people, fellas in Dublin, things yeah. like that. Like, but this group of players believed in themselves all along, and the facilities that the club put up and all the clubs around they gave us. Like, we were training hard on Tuesday night, training hard on Thursday night, you know, for the last number of weeks, like, but they believed in themselves. I put up a couple of stickers down inside in the, mm. the dressing room. Believe in yourselves. And they believed. And fair play to them. He's excellent. I'm delighted for them. Absolutely delighted. Um, it's, it's, the cup has gone down. We're all back to square one now. The match is over. The championship is over. 2020, well, whatever's going to happen, 2020, like, these players are the future of Blackrock. Talking with those penalties. Oh yeah. my God, stop. <laughs> penalties are always frustrating, like, you know, what can we do? You know, penalties are penalties, and that's it, like, you know. Uh, I suppose at the end of the day, if people had taken their points, like, they probably were outside. Yeah. You know, genuinely, they were outside. A good hauling team, you know. It just wasn't their day today, and I'm not out. They'll be back next year. They're worthy to be in the final. They played well all year. We were watching them all year. I went under the cover of the darkness there and won the game to see them down the stars. And I said, lads, it's going to be a real tough game for us. Uh, yeah, I wish them well. Uh, they're a good team, lovely team, great um, mentors that are with them and all, and management and everything, you know. Um, look, that's, it was all day today. You yeah. know, we're playing Premiership now for next year. Like, hopefully that we can 
match the, the teams that are up there, you know, overall. Yeah. But we got great commitment from these players. And absolutely. That, that's absolutely massive for BlackRock. Senior, Premier Senior and Premier Intermediate. Oh, yeah. Like, and trying to mix the players, I, I imagine, offered the last one <laughs> by oh, your I, face. It's this, been tough. This is frustrating last year. Like, we were frustrated last year. Like, seniors... Uh, took a couple of old players key players that we had so that's the way it goes again this year to, to a couple of players like, and we got a couple of players from the juniors and fellas just dug in dug in like Joe Golden there is absolutely brilliant cornerback like, and I have great faith in him I see great potential in him absolutely great potential he's improved from last year to this year like you know and yeah. we're going to celebrate now tonight I was just going to say <laughs> and I, I won't keep you because I'll even go and celebrate now um, there's no obviously monster in this so Celebrate Eve loads of time now for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do something tonight. I'm going to win holidays tomorrow. <laughs> he timed those holidays as well, didn't he? Did Black Rock select Bobby Thornhill? Absolutely uh, fantastic. Very and emotional stuff from him. It, it meant be, a lot to him. It meant, I hope he'll be allowed on the plane uh, tomorrow. <laughs> There's going to be some party down in Black Rock tonight. Yeah, it, it meant a huge amount. Huge amount. I spoke to him earlier on this year in, in the middle of the championship, and there were, you know, there were just looking for all the edges that they could get and, mm. and just look fair juice to them uh, because it, it can't be easy when you know the, the team above you are taking players that you know your best players that's always the way with intermediate teams though isn't it always the way which makes this win even bigger um, that they were able to get by now it probably helped that uh, Blackrock were knocked out a bit earlier um, so th- you know th- they were able to have those players uh, and Bobby alluded to that there but a huge huge win for, for Blackrock and congratulations they're, you know, they're a great club in fairness and now we're going to hear from the, the captain Owen O'Farrell oh, oh do you know and we'll come back to that uh, interview with Owen O'Farrell they're just having some audio quality issues with it uh, but we'll come back there in just a couple of seconds and uh, we'll hear from Owen O'Farrell in just uh, a little bit uh, just to get you updated on the scores it's approaching half time now between Ospreys and Munster and it is uh, Munster who lead by uh, 13 points to 6 uh, in their uh, first Champions Cup game of the season and uh, just approaching half time so it was Jeremy Lotman uh, with his uh, first Champions Cup try on his first European start as well so congratulations uh, to him he's not going to forget his uh, European debut our European first European start for Munster elsewhere in the European Championships Wales still 2-0 up away to Azerbaijan 60 minutes on the clock there Kiefer Moore Harry Wilson uh, with the goals for Wales and of course tonight Northern Ireland's taking on Netherlands at 7.45 kick-off time for that one in Group C Germany taking on Belarus at the same time Northern Ireland simply have to win to keep uh, alive their hopes of qualifying um, for the uh, the last stage uh, automatically they need uh, to win on the Germany lose but um, realistically they need uh, to win if they're going to have to avoid going through the playoffs so uh, a big win uh, for them tonight and earlier on to our big game I should say for them tonight and earlier on today John McGinn uh, Ryan Christie finding the net in Scotland's 2-1 victory at Cyprus this afternoon alright we are going to move on we'll come back to Owen O'Farrell in just uh, a little bit um, after uh, today's game, in fact, we can go back to Owen Farrell, the Blackrock captain. He was uh, speaking to Kieran, um after uh, today's win. Oh, oh, do you know? Yeah, I was nearly crying in the dressing room at half time because we knew that if we put in 30 minutes there that week, we can you know we could bring back a county to Blackrock. And I think it was 2002, the last time we um, we, we brought back a senior county. So um, I'm just over the moon, really. That. 
we got there in the end. What does it mean after the disappointment of last year? Um, do you know, last year I think we were just a bit naive and you know we didn't really want it, and I think there was no other option to winning it today. And um, we, we we managed to do it. Um, the credit to some lads stepped up there, like um, Olin Kelleher, Billy Kane, Luke Fogarty, um, Emmett Sheen. Like they all really put, like digged in all year for. Um, uh, Ryan Cantwell, like his shoulder popped out a couple of times, and he got up and, you know, kind of, it was just warrior stuff really. And uh, I'm just delighted that I can we can bring the the, mm-hmm. the club, uh, the and um, yeah, I think our manager Olin Murray, uh, Murray as well. Like you know, he's just been a credit to the, himself, and he didn't take it too seriously all year. He got us enjoying our hurling, and I think that's really what kind of made the difference in in the end. So um, yeah, I'm just delighted to uh, captain Blackrock to. Uh, an intermediate um, hurling championship and hopefully next year now we can drive on with the seniors and um, that's that's obviously our main goal to win senior counties but this is uh, this is second best I think yeah talk to me about the penalties yeah yeah <laughs> they um I, do you know what it was? They, they got the penalties at kind of vital times, and um, just luckily they missed them because um, three penalties. I think they scored one and they missed two. So um, obviously it's not an easy thing to do is step up and, and take hit a penalty, especially in a county final. But um, our goalie Dan O'Manny, like he's um, he was supposed to run in a, an athletic race this morning up in Kildare, and he um, he 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 he, he kind of sacrificed that run to. Um, to you know, st- stand up today, and he did, he's um, he's credit to himself. He's probably the fittest goalie in Cork. <laughs> he's uh, he's by far the fastest on our Hearn team, and um, yeah, he's he's just a legend, really. So, yeah. Like, never that far off you either. Like, they were close the whole through Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I love um, you know, uh, they've they've um, they've put in they've probably the best um, all weather. Like, our facilities in like you know their pitches are credit to them, and they're really putting it in, in a work in underage and you can see it like they're not far off it at all um, you know there's been so much work put in in Blackrock over the last couple of years last 10-15 years and we didn't really win much but um, today we have something to show for it and that's kind of um, that's the main thing but you know Clodover are definitely going to be back uh, going into the match I wasn't very confident that we were going to win but we just have to pretend as a captain that we, we could do it and I think we, we did um, I think uh, like you know second team in Blackrock you know sometimes you can be forgotten about but we kind of all glued together and we um, drove on and you know I think like there's Steve Casey Fergal Ryan all these fellas like um, Wayne Sherlock um, John Brown they're all like inspirational characters and they were all with the senior setup so we were all really training with the seniors so I think that probably made a big difference um, at the end of the day um, like we, had a, we were lucky in some ways that the seniors got knocked out a bit earlier and we, we held on to players that we probably would have lost in previous years and I think that made the difference between this year and last year we were kind of just one or two players maybe short last year and I think we we had them tonight so <laughs> I'm delighted yeah, yeah. I think you were the yeah. champions as well Owen because you know he, he put up great scores and he beat great teams during the year as well and you know that's that's always a good sign isn't it yeah exactly like um, you know we, we, we kind of we didn't lose many games all year like we, we won the Red FM senior or intermediate Hurling League as well, um, so uh, you know that was a great that kind of set the foundation and we took that seriously. We we were down in Mahan, um, down in Mahan playing in you know it's been a long long long, long, long year yeah, yeah so um, I think definitely we glued that 
at start yeah, <laughs> having even more technical issues with that Owen over Ireland we eventually got up most of it anyway with the Black Rock captain speaking after today's win over Cluedo 15 points to 110 Owen O'Farrell of course part of the uh, relentless rowing crew that um, rowed from Ireland to the Bahamas last year he's a serious man and he he was he's a very good speaker he wasn't speaking like that for the the interview, the, mm. the cut up, but uh, a fantastic speaker. Um, yeah, went, from, went from the Canaries, sorry, to Antigua, um, was it in 2018, uh, in 32 days, 22 hours, and four minutes, um, which is an incredible stuff from the, the 5,500 kilometre uh, Atlantic Challenge. And um, we had them in here actually before they went off to see um, fantastic stuff from them. Yeah, um, very nice guys, also. Fair juice to him. Um, gave a good speech as well before the microphone died mm. as well. in... Uh, <laughs> In in Park here, you mentioned there a couple of penalties missed by Clodov. That was obviously the turning point of the game. Yeah, like, well, the first one went to the left and wide. The second one was saved. Uh, third one was a different penalty taker, uh, and it was scored. Um, but it was probably a bit too late at that stage. But sure, that was the, the the difference in the score, and they probably had a couple of frees as well. I think five or six frees that. You'd expect to be put in between the posts and, and just went wide. So, awful disappointment for Cladov. But in fairness, they've been on the road for a while. Of course, they won Cork Junior Championship last year and they went through to an All Ireland semi final. We were down at Dungarvan at that where they lost to a Kilkenny side. Um, just uh, missing out there. So, they've been going since last year essentially. A fantastic team who'll certainly rattle uh, the intermediate grade uh, next year. I think they're in the top intermediate grade after Premier Intermediate. Um, so they'll definitely rattle that. And the old cliche, full of cliches on the show tonight, hmm. uh, you have to lose one to win one. Um, but look, uh, Cladov, fantastic side as well. Just beaten by the better side in in Blackrock there. Um, on a, on, uh, interestingly, he said there he didn't think they'd win it before the match, <laughs> but he had to tell them, the, the players, oh, we're going to win it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, uh, it's a great day for, for mm. Blackrock. Um, and it's something you don't see that often with... Uh, you know, a senior team having their second team in almost, well, it's going to be the third grade of Hurley next year, but yeah. it's good. As, so, uh, congratulations, then. Now, at half time, uh, Ospreys and Munster, Munster leading 13 6, Jeremy Lockman with the try there for the Reds. And it has them in the lead at half time. Elsewhere in the uh, European Championship qualifiers, uh, Wales still tuning up on Azerbaijan after uh, 69 minutes in that uh, Group E encounter and that's the score from there we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk at Munster Junior Games going to talk to Russell Rovers and we're going to speak uh, to Kilshanik Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie <laughs> Corks Red FM. Thank you very much indeed, folks, for tuning in to us on the Big Red Bench on this pretty cold Saturday evening in November. We're going to talk to Kilshanig, now the Cork Junior Champions, who unfortunately bowed out of the Munster Championship after going on to carry champions in the Gale of Tralee. Kilshanig did fight back towards the end, but it was a case of having left themselves too much to do after the first half. Get Kieran's thoughts on that in a bit. First, we're going to hear from Kilshanig boss, Richie Ryan. Yeah, we couldn't get the grips with them for the first half an hour. I suppose the mountain was a bit too weak to climb, but 11 wides is a bit of a problem as well. Like, we should have been a little bit closer than that, but look, best team won, we've no complaints. They got a lifeline, yeah. Was, um, gave us something to fight for, but look, they got, they got another goal in the second half and they killed it off, I suppose. We're going, we're, uh, we're an intermediate draw, next Tuesday night, so that's what we wanted to do this Saturday. Yeah. 
obviously to be nice to do a bit better here today but look as I say we're county champions we've seven cups up on the table so we're not after a bad year and we're still in the other once in the final so as I say we're not we're not after a bad year I suppose you're just going to say that you'd have to be happy with the year you'd have taken it at the start oh, all day long yeah. all day long look these are Kerry champions they'll be happy to beat long this all Ireland series they've had a good players they're playing the division one league back in Kerry you know we're most six leagues back in Cork so that'll give you an idea of where we're at so. yeah. no we're not, look we're after a good year so Look, we'll have a cut off the other 21 days in a few weeks and we'll see where we end up after that. Still proud of the lads, obviously. Oh, yeah, right. they're excellent. Super bunch of fellas. They never said one bad word about them. They're brilliant. They've given us and our supporters a massive year and... Um this isn't the last we've seen them you'll see these things that's the boss with you Ryan they're always difficult I suppose playing the, the Kerry champions in, in Munster uh, at any grade I suppose Kerr. yeah definitely um, just when you look at the the history of the Munster GA Junior Championship it's I can't think uh, off the top of my head what the the amount of wins for Kerry clubs is but it's uh, pretty phenomenal in junior football for Kerry clubs um, I'm just actually looking at it here the junior football it's after escape me but yeah it's a huge number um, that they have it's it's a bit crazy uh, 46 monster titles yeah. I think at that grade so the, look Nigel have two Kerry seniors as well now Kilchanik have one Cork senior and a, a number of underage players as well um, with Cork but uh, Nigel just they completely bossed us now look you can say Kilshannock only won the county title last week. They've probably been celebrating, and rightfully so. It's been a long time since they've been at that at that level. But at Nigel, just uh, uh, way above um, Kilshannock. It took them a while to get their first score as well today, which never helps. I guess. It was just it was close to half, very close to half time as well. Um, just they, they weren't able to put the ball in between the posts, uh, and then they got the penalty, which should it, it probably should have been a black card for the Nigel defender. Um, they still got a penalty off of it, but look, that could have changed the dynamic some bit as well. But regardless of that, uh, it, it did take way too long for Kilshanik to score because if you look at what they've put up in Avondu and, and even the county championship this year, it's been huge, huge scores. So today is not a reflection of how Kilshanik normally played. They're a fantastic outfit. They'll they'll definitely rattle the Intermediate Football Championship next year. But uh, Nigel, just a, a very, very strong side from Tralee. Are we going to hear from the Nigel manager, Donald Rooney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I suppose coming in, we didn't really know where we were at, to be honest. It's been a long time since we played a competitive game, so that would be the main sort of the main uh, sticking point of nervousness before we didn't really stop me how we were going to perform today, and just thankful we performed, we performed well overall. You mentioned you haven't played competitively for a while. You wouldn't have seen hot that at the, the start of the game. In fairness, even looking at the score, completely bossed that uh, first half. We managed it well now, to be fair, to start. Um, probably we were, we were very efficient. We didn't get as many attacks as we should have gotten, but... We were very efficient in our attacking play. Like they managed to get bodies back. We managed to break them down. Whereas then when we were defending, we got bodies back and they didn't really break us down. So that was a big difference, really. They, they had nearly the same amount of shots as us in the first half. It was just, they weren't just clinical, really. I presume you were happy one at half-time with the, the scoreline, but obviously Kilchani, we're always going to try and come back. Uh, exactly, yeah. And if they got a big boost there before half-time, just to get in the goal, that sort of would lift their morale. If they went and scoreless at half-time, it would have been a different story. Whereas they went in big boost. Our two Kerry seniors booked us, booked and I'm sure they would have tried to target that. And, uh, you know, I suppose it was very important that first five, ten minutes, second half that we won those ten minutes and thank you did and that's how they finished it up really. Back out again next week against Clare. Yeah, Clare at home. Um, so we don't know where it's on yet because it's in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
I suppose you mentioned your seniors there, but this is a, a real team, team, team effort, wasn't it? Ah, right, yeah. Look at them. There's, there's six lads who came on there, and six of those lads, some of them have never been dropped here, never, never not started a game for their club before. And so it's very tough for them not to start, but there's a group of interest coming through that just you have to give them the players who like. Um, they deserved it, and they've done well, so look, there's only first competition over the next few weeks. Yes, Miguel Boston Rooney there speaking with Kiran after that game. And it goes without saying as well, here just to mention, but the facilities in Mallow perfect for an occasion such as this. Uh, absolutely super. Uh, can we mention the sandwiches and the team? What kind of coffee? sandwiches were they now? Because I got sandwiches from the FAI last night and they were decent as well. Um, oh, well, now the FAI are different. Well, actually, program. it mightn't be the FAI. Must must be the Munster FA putting them out, but they were Probably. they were they were good sandwiches. Um, th- there was a good mix. I only saw the the ham and cheese, but there there was a good mix. Um, couple of fellows went for seconds. Um, <laughs> Were you one of we, those? No, um, that's unlike you. I I had a pack of M and M's in my pocket, so I was I was munching away. And then, um, but uh, yeah, look, sure, the pitch was fantastic. It's also the pitch in Mallow is looked after by the same man, Stephen Forrest, who looks after Parky Queef and Parky Rin, two uh, top facilities as well. So uh, great facilities in. Um, in Mallow today, uh, good big crowd actually. Yeah, big big crowd. Uh, trying to get out of there is always difficult because everyone has to come out to the same road. Mm-hmm. But um, sure, look, uh, everyone was well taken care of there as well. So um, yeah, Mallow, a uh, very good venue, and the junior final is going to be played there anyway. So Nigel will be back there, as will Russell Rovers in a couple of weeks for the Munster final. But um, yeah, it's worth mentioning as well. I heard it there talking to Donald Rooney, the manager of Nigel. They haven't played. They won this championship, their intermediate championship in Kerry, at the end of April, start of May. So that's when they last had a competitive championship game. Six months. Yeah. Um, so nobody expected it to come out the way they did. Even yeah. a parent of one of the players uh, was speaking to me earlier on uh, before the game and he didn't think they'd come out like that. Um, so uh, fair juice. And that is why people shouldn't be writing off Austin Sachs tomorrow against Seymour Rangers, but that's a different Interesting. Ballgame. We might talk about that in just a little bit. Yeah. A prediction on that. But... Um Get you up to date there on uh, Ospreys and Munster. Second half just underway at the Liberty Stadium. Munster leading 13 points to 6 and while still turning up on Azerbaijan uh, in their European qualifier. Uh, I'm going to talk at uh, Russell Rovers as Kieran mentioned there. Uh, beating uh, Kilgarvan and Killarney today 221 to 111 was how it finished and as we mentioned at the top of the show uh, they now go straight into the Munster final on the 8th of December because there is no clear representative in the Munster Championship so it'll be either St Mary's of Waterford or Carrick Davins of Tipperary uh, Luke Duggan-Murray of Russell Rovers has been chatting to Kieran Murphy Oh it's a great feeling obviously there's nothing better than coming up here down to Kerry and win with these boys we're like brothers inside there we worked hard all year to get there and look it's, it's about everyone's teamwork that uh, made it today we were working hard working hard for the jersey and it's time to push on there now and see if we can get over the line in the Munster final what achievement it is for such a small area like Shanagarry to be in a Munster final situation now oh it's amazing like it brings the whole community together there's such a buzz around the place at home like everyone's in buying into the whole thing for the club and just wanting to drive it on behind the team for the weeks to come now and see how good we can go and if you if you look at the four playing out today like uh, six four uh, six players gone to score sheet today like scores will come from everywhere in the, uh, everywhere on the pitch yeah I know it's great to see obviously like we have a couple of very dangerous fours and it's, it's great to see everyone uh, getting on the score sheet working hard for each other and popping over a few points and getting the scoreboard taken over when we, play, when we uh, use the ball well and uh, stick them over from those sort of angles there's no team that can live with us and you look at now uh, after winning the county final like playing in somewhere like Fitzgerald Stadium it's, it's a great reward playing in such a in, in an inter-county stadium after a, a long year of in the county yeah I know it's amazing like these are the 
days you grow up dreaming of playing with your home club in stadiums like this and it would be great to drive it on and hopefully many more uh, days like this in inter-county stadiums to come. Well, best of luck in the final, Luke. Thank you very much. Cheers. Yes, Luke, Doug and Murray there of Russell Rovers speaking after their win uh, today over Kilgarvan. Is it an advantage, Kier, or a disadvantage now that they don't have a semi-final they go, they go straight into the final? Will they be fresh for the final? Would you rather another game to get there? Um, I think uh, they're going to be very happy there in the Munster final already, yeah. but at the same time, like, no disrespect to Kilgarvan, but, like, the standard isn't what it is in Cork the junior standard they're playing at uh, they won the intermediate championship I should say yeah. but they're, like the junior championship in Cork is still better than that in Kerry um, and I'm not being disrespectful whatsoever but uh, I think they probably would rather another game but like St Mary's are a handy side from Waterford they're taking on Carrick Davins uh, of Tip who have a senior team or they might be uh, intermediate and temporary now but so this is actually their second team uh, that game has actually been ref by Corkman Mark Maher actually um, from your club St Finbars mm. um, but <laughs> my illustrious from the rage career <laughs> yeah but um, like look they'll be able to go and see that match now that may help but they're going to have a layoff now is it of three weeks I think until that final mm. they'll have to get a challenge somewhere which means they'll probably have to go somewhere else uh, I know Austin Stacks for just speaking of uh, the gaps Austin Sachs played Port Leash in a challenge uh, last week or the week before and they beat Port Leash as well who mm. were in the Leinster Championship so they're going to have to go that kind of distance I think to get challenge matches because they will need them um, you can't go three weeks and be going into a match hot a Munster final yeah. and you're, you want to go into a Munster final hot you know so um, it, it could be uh, a downside but mm. I don't know they'll just have to work around it Yeah we'll hear from their manager now uh, Michael Mannion Yeah look it's it's a massive achievement um, but I, I think it's the work that the players have put in and that's what they deserve you know but uh, as I say the small area Shinigari Belly Cotton and it's great that we, we, we finally get our day in the limelight you know uh, it was great depth that you showed today using all five uh, substitutions and each sub that came on it it didn't decrease the quality of the team everyone put in an unbelievable shift today yeah um, like t- the lads the lads have been training just as hard as the starting 15 all year we've used 21 so far this year um, yeah they've done an excellent job we know we can trust them and we'll throw them in in the Munster final too if needed or they might even start like and you look at the forwards today especially the scores were coming from everywhere across the pitch you got Kieran Welch in midfield four out of the six half forward and court, uh, full forward scored like it, there was unbel- the scores were coming from everywhere on the pitch yeah um, like I, I think it's been said in the past that it's Spud and Josh are the two men we need to mark but I think I said to you there in our interview last night that like you know we can score from anywhere in the in the county final with all our half hour line scored. Like Luke Luke Doug and Murray today scored two, three or two, four from play. Um we've danger men everywhere, so like, you know, it's it's not just a two man team. And the link up played, like as you said, Josh and Bud Mike grabbed the headline. How the link up play of everyone in that full forward line was unreal today. You look at that first goal, the ball being given from JP Ivers over to Kieran Welch put in, and then the link up play between Kevin Moynihan and Josh Bazang and the goal scorer Luke Duggan Murray. Yeah, excellent look. It's, it's something we work on in training, you know what I mean? Sharp passing, looking for the extra man, use of possession. And, and that's what we're doing, you know, and it's great to see that what we're doing in training ground is coming out in the pitch. That's Michael Mannion there, Russell Rovers manager, speaking to Kieran Murphy after their win today over Kilgarvan in Killarney 221-211 was how that finished. Before we move on, Kieran, you did mention the Mo Rangers tomorrow um, in the Munster uh, semi-final against Austin Stacks. Um, 
it's a tough one to call, I guess. Yeah, um, like I'll try and keep this simple now. Austin Sykes won the the club championship in Kerry, which was played in April slash May. Yes. Their last competitive game was September in the county championship. There's two championships to run through it very quickly. They East Kerry won the county championship. Dr. Crokes lost. The reason they have a club championship. Uh, it doesn't involve the divisions, obviously. Um, if a division wins the county championship, like what happened this year with East Kerry, then the winner of the club championship goes into Munster. Have I confused you yet? Yes. <laughs> so basically, that's what happens. In Cork, the loser, if they lose to a divisional side, um, if Duhallow had won the county championship this year, Nemo would have still gone through. Yeah. But in Kerry... They have another championship just for the crack, just in case. Just for that, basically, um, with no divisions. So Austin Sachs haven't had really... Much competitive action lately. As mentioned, as I said, they've they've played challenge matches and they played the county league mm-hmm. uh, up to two weeks ago, I think. But that was a dead rubber. The the lads yeah. um, were telling me today. And as you mentioned, coming into games hard. I mean, like Nemo Rangers had to battle last week against Newcastle West, only winning by a goal in the end. But it was a battle that got off any rustiness they might have had after the county final, and they'll be all guns blaring now tomorrow. This is the thing. Like they've kind of. They'll say they were lucky against Duhallow as well, even though they were much better than Duhallow. Duhallow came back to within three, four points at the very end of that. And everyone on that panel, and Paul O'Donovan, the manager, afterwards said it was probably one of their worst performances of the year. Mm. Um, I'm sure they would have preferred to have played better against Newcastle West as well. Um, the, the Douglas game before the Duhallow game, I think it was, uh, it was a very one-sided game anyway, but with the weather and all that. But they're going to have to step it up despite Austin Stacks not being uh, competitive lately Austin Sachs is goalkeeper um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head but he was in goals for the Kerry Seniors as well mm. up to last year so he's obviously a good goalkeeper they have Kieran Donaghy still going um, and he look, he'll be in good fitness because he's still playing basketball at a very competitive level as well he's playing the Super League mm. um, there's a there's still going to have to be on top of their game to beat Stacks, I think everyone's writing Stacks off, yeah. which is a very dangerous thing. Does home advantage count for Nemo tomorrow? Well, it, it, do you know what? It maybe should because Nemo have played so much games in Parky Rin this year. Yeah, and Austin Stacks, a lot of the players wouldn't have played in um, in in Parky Rin. Parky Rin as well. Actually, it should be said the the pitch is fabulous. It was fantastic today as well for the always in condition. Always, always. I'd I love to know what kind of turf they have down there, but um, it is a fabulous setup. Um, they should move that turf down to Parky Cueve. They, well, the, I'll tell you, did you see Parky Cueve tweeted uh, yesterday morning or this morning a uh, picture of the pitch? It's Not looking class. Yeah. It's looking pretty good. So hopefully for the National League next year, that'll be in full flow. But yeah, th- maybe a small bit Parky Rin will work for him, but uh, at the end of the day, it's still a pitch, um, still mm-hmm. same dimensions. Austin Sachs will be going out for sure. They have nothing to lose, you know. They've won their, their club championship back in April. They're very happy at that. But they haven't had the winning feeling in quite a while, whereas Nemo Rangers were playing last week. They were playing a week or two before that again yeah. and the week before that. So they have momentum. Austin Sachs certainly don't. But if I, I would be concerned if they're after beating Port Leash, who are absolute kingpins in, 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 in Leinster football, what teams they put out now, firstly, um, I'd be interested to see what kind of way Austin Stacks are, but they're they're going to bring serious game. 
And they have nothing to lose, as I said. Mm. So, like, Nemo really still have to bring it up a notch from the last few games. Yeah, it should be a good game tomorrow. We'll have reaction on that game, of course, on tomorrow's show from six. Munster have gotten a second try away to Ospreys. That man, Keith Earls, touching down 18 points to six is how it stands after uh, 15 minutes in favour of the Reds. I'm uh, going to change uh, direction, going to talk football now. Ireland's under 17s, making it two wins from two in their European Championship qualifying campaign last night after beating Andorra comfortably earlier in the week. They beat Montenegro 3-1 at Turners Cross last night. Ben McCormick scoring twice and Selma Garcia-McNulty with the other goal with a great header from a corner. Now it means Ireland advance with the game to spare their faces Real Turners Cross on Monday. I spoke to boss Colin O'Brien after the game. Colin, you had to work hard for that but I think uh, fully deserved three points in the end. Yeah, I think so. Like the... Um you know, tournament football, especially at youth level, it's really it's it's crazy. Like every game is so different. You have the three games in the seven days, and going into the game today, the group had kind of turned on its head a little bit because Andorra beat Israel. And, you know, a lot of people wouldn't predicted that, but we were just focused on what we had to do tonight. Uh, thought we started the game really, really well. Probably should have scored within the first ten, fifteen minute period. Um, had to play against a team playing with lots of numbers behind the ball. That's something new for a lot of players. So learning patience and positioning with a little bit of challenge to them. Uh, um, we kind of made our own mistakes at times um, but I thought yeah we were fully deserved of the victory and um, I'm just delighted from no guarantees this qualification they can enjoy this and uh, we go again on Monday now to try and make sure we top the group you scored us at half time it was a frustrating 45 minutes what you say to the lads at the break um, it was just a little bit more reassurance for them because uh, as I said some of it was more towards the end of the first half where we, we kind of got a little bit wayward in our positioning and, and maybe with some of our quality of passing uh, so they're good players that's all they probably needed and I thought they responded well and um, I'm just I'm, I'm just happy for all the players and staff right now I know you probably don't want to single anyone out but Ben McCormick scored twice tonight set up the, the second goal as well he's, he looks a class act yeah look he, he's, he's got quality he's got a creative mind and, and what's great as well in that position he works hard for the team as well um, and you know he's always a threat from set play as well um, and he's menacing in and around the final third so we're, we're delighted for him but um, you know there was a lot of people were trying to get him into positions and get him on the ball in positions as well and he, he appreciates that so there's a there's a really good appreciation with it between all the players within the squad No, you are qualifiably change things around from under um, bit early to say we, 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 we just have to see you now where everybody is probably tonight tomorrow more so we'll get a clear indication with the medical staff um, yeah we, we, we'll have options Lee picked up his second yellow card there tonight centre back Lee Kavanagh so that'll definitely be out of the, of the third game so we'll definitely be forced into one change it's just see where people are tomorrow and Sunday and uh, but everyone's going to have to be prepared and, and the key thing is that they're all available for selection on Monday you can't use Dave Myler in the bench this week as well it's great to have a player of his uh, quality kind of like teaching the lads I suppose yeah look David uh, you know he, he, he's someone uh, I can remember coaching as a, an 11, 12 year old myself and uh, when the opportunity came that, you know when he retired from the playing and he's doing his own education mm-hmm. at the moment I thought he'd be a really good fit for this age group and uh, you know we've got a brilliant backroom team along with David uh, there's Ian Hill and Josh Moore in the technical staff as well the medical staff the analysis staff they're, they're, they're top top class people to be around the players having, having gone ahead Colin and then conceded straight away it was a, a challenge for the lads but you must be happy with how they kept their composure yeah, like it's it's you know they showed I thought they showed maturity again. Like they they knew they weren't cut open by the opposition. It was just our mistake. But that that can happen at this level or any level. Um, so they didn't panic. Uh, they stuck to, to, to how we try and play, and uh, they got the just reward with the second goal and then and the third goal. I thought you know there was some really good quality leading up to that, and um, you know I thought we deserved to win the game. And like you were saying, two different kind of wins. Like and or was might have been a, a bit easier tonight. They kind of had to. 
think their way around it Monday could be different again maybe with Israel needing to win yeah Israel have to try and get something from the game um, so that that's that's the same with tournament football it, it's so different there's, there's so many things can change in one result but we'll just focus on ourselves you know who will be all um, just making sure everybody is available for you know to train maybe light tomorrow go at it again Sunday and uh, hopefully everyone will be uh, fit to play yeah, it's uh, great to see uh, Cork's Colin O'Brien uh, doing such a good job with the Ireland under-17s today. Two great performances I've seen this week here. Uh, the uh, performance against Andorra the other night was amazing. Ireland played such magnificent football on Tuesday night. Also, on a side note, it was the coldest I've ever been at um, a game in my entire life. Despite wearing four pairs of socks, um, two pairs of pants, well, like a, pair, a base there and my jeans, and then I had four tops on. Um, and I was still cold I had a hat on I had gloves on and it was still the coldest I ever was last night wasn't so bad kept warm with it. the sandwiches from the MFA and some tea like, but um, yeah Tuesday was freezing but I'll, I'll tell you now we'll bring you to a GA match and then you'll know all about it we'll go at Ryan down to Ovens tomorrow and you'll find all Ryan, I think Ryan is dreading being on the line at Ovens tomorrow he's going to freeze his arse off like, but we'll see how he goes a couple of weeks ago Ryan was at a match um, I think you were off that, that weekend and Ryan went to a match and he still goes on about how cold it was and the bit of rain mm. um, and that was a long time ago so um I'm sure you'll hear about it tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, look, it was a fantastic performance from Ireland last night. Um, going a goal up with Ben McCormack, he put in a free kick from the left-hand side, just floated in, beat everyone into the back of the net. Montenegro go up the other end of the pitch and score, make it 3-1. But um, the football that um, Conor O'Brien's side plays, it's fantastic to watch. It's 4-3-3, it's, it's pass and move, and there's always um, players working very, very hard. And Ben McCormack scored twice last night, single him out in that interview as well. I thought he was fantastic last night. I think he's at St. Pat's. Um, fantastic performance great to see international matches back at Turners Cross as well yeah I was going to say that and games down in St. Coleman's Park as well it was uh, fantastic to have them and yeah. for, you know you could tag along and go and watch the matches and all the teams as well in the group are staying in the same hotel so all the players are kind of interacting off the pitch and uh, there's Frenchies forming stuff as well like you know so it's, it's been very good that way but um, yeah Colin O'Brien he's a fantastic coach his reputation is certainly growing with every Ireland performance and now they go on to face um, Israel on Monday but look as Colin has mentioned they have already qualified pressures often two fantastic wins and good to see a decent crowd at the cross last night as well and uh, great to see Ireland uh, underage football going from strength to strength as we saw the under 19s winning 13 nil today against Gibraltar Gibraltar who were lucky to get nil today um, I'm sure I've heard that, I've said that joke about 118 times on the big red bench this year alone but I'm going to continue to do it close, uh, yeah. Tyreek Wright with four goals for Ireland as well which is uh, absolutely fantastic Um Speaking of um, former Cork people, he's not really a Cork person, but he's an adopted Cork person. Yes. Shawnee McGuire getting his uh, first international goal uh, in Ireland's 3-1 win over New Zealand. What a cracker it was from Shawnee as well, curling the ball into the top corner from the edge of the box. Uh, this is what Shawnee had to say afterwards. Yeah, it was, it's, it was, it's not really a type of goal that I normally normally you know score, I think. The two chances where I got in the first half, they're the type of goals, you know, I, you know, I score all the time. And to get get that one where it just comes out of my feet and I said, you know, I just just got to hit it. And at the moment, it's just left my foot. It's it's gone into the back of the net and um, all them all them emotions, you know. I've, you know I remember my debut two and, two and a bit years ago, um, and to to finally get that goal tonight is, you know, a dream come true. It's that weight, you know, lifted off my shoulders and. Um, as I mentioned there, now it's a massive game on Monday where we need to get the three points. You obviously players on the way to celebrate before the ball hits the net after they've hit it. Did you know as soon as you whacked it that it was in? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've hit it sweet. Um, you know, I've I felt that I had to take it. You know, a good touch out of my body and, and put it into the top corner. And, um, 
you know, normally I have a celebration or two with me, but tonight um, I felt that just, as I mentioned there, all emotion and one more. You know, you're scoring for your country is what you dream of doing when you start playing football from a young age, and, you know, I'm really delighted to score tonight. Yeah, that word emotion is something, you know, you've mentioned a lot across your career, scoring goals for all of your clubs really as well, but to do it tonight in the Aviva, I'll be in front of a smaller crowd, but to score that first goal and just the release of emotion, I'm sure maybe you wake <coughs> up tomorrow and, and, you know, probably have a think about it. Yeah, it was very similar to my last goal at Aviva, to be fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Look, Cork City, of course. Yeah, no, it was um, it was it was a bit different, um, but you know, scoring goals, um, you, you can't really describe that feeling, um, especially for for the likes of myself. As I mentioned there, just caps keep building. You don't see them them goals um, racking up, and hopefully I can kick on now. Um, albeit against no no disrespect to New Zealand, but you know they haven't played in a year and a half. But it could have been a sticky game, but. You don't have to beat and score what's been put out in front of you. Yeah, it's great to see Shawnee score into the Shawnee Maguire round. Last goal he scored in the Aviva Stadium was that uh, goal in the FA Cup final against Corks or against uh, Dundalk for Cork City. Um, as you mentioned, very similar goals. Not really like, but great to see Shawnee get the goal uh, and a uh, fantastic um and just to see him because he needs to push on a little bit from Ireland he's having a great season with Preston Preston flying high in the championship as well they're up in second place in the table so yeah Chris he's trying to get the goal it, it's nice to see him doing well because he had he was plagued by injuries there for a while mm. as well um, and he is a real down to work guy I interviewed him a couple of years ago when I was working elsewhere and like he's so unassuming his parents are so unassuming um, and he still holds Cork City so close as well Mm. Um, to his heart it's great to see him doing well and get his uh, debut goals as well it's interesting he had a he has a couple of celebrations uh, <laughs> at the back of his mind but yeah that couldn't. was one of them last night um, some breaking news Conor O'Shea has resigned as head coach of the Italian rugby team after three years he was contracted with the Azuri until the end of the 2026 Nations but the Italian Federation has accepted his decision uh, with regret is what they're saying there um, Wales have been Azerbaijan by two goals to nil Munster now 25-6 up uh, away to Ospreys in that uh, Champions Cup game so the Reds will on course um, to get um, the the win there so fantastic um, results or if they can see that out so it was Andrew Conway with uh, Munster's try there uh, try number three so they're in a very very comfortable position indeed alright we are out of time thank you very much indeed uh, for tuning away on the Big Red Bench tonight we're back tomorrow from 6pm podcast online shortly redextra.e wherever you get your podcasts from as well and tomorrow reaction from Nemo Rangers didn't have time to play Graham Cummins tonight so we'll play that tomorrow and uh, all that as well so enjoy the rest of your Saturday night folks and we'll talk to you tomorrow from 6 The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.